يقضي الطرش يلم عنا خط بكتابك الترحيب لو سرابك للك وجنة بالدجاج بالليل تسريب واسأل عنا لهل منا قل ما كنت تدريبا ندعيكم غايب عنا والحكم ميوز الفضيب and of course, that signifies our lives with the Sahaba series. And of course, uh, we are beginning with another one of the Sahab of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Of course, uh, last season we spoke about uh, Khalid bin Walid, and this season we're speaking about another very honourable Sahaba and looking at his life. And that, of course, uh, with Sheikh Riyad Fatar, who's in studio with me once again this evening. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the program. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi taala wa barakatuh. Faseeh Muhammad Faseeh and Abidan all respected listeners nice to be back again after the month of ramadan alhamdulillah and i'm sure that the listeners and everybody that has gone through the month of ramadan is in new high islamic spirits subhanallah and, and some so still fasting the shawal uh six days of shawal if they weren't able to do alhamdulillah it alhamdulillah Whoever fears Allah Ta'ala, Allah will make a way out for you. And Allah will grant you rizq where you don't know where it is coming from. Muhammad Fasih, respected listeners, tonight we start off with a new Sahabi. Um, we've spent considerable time on Khalid ibn Walid. Been very interesting. We've gone through many battles. In actual fact, when I looked at the weekend, on how many Sahaba we have covered so far and we have covered approximately 20 not approximately we've covered 20 Sahaba so far in the series and tonight we speak about another very honorable Sahabi by the name of Abu Dhar al-Ghifari Abu Dhar al-Ghifari was called uh, Abu Dhar uh, Jundab ibn Junada al-Ghifari Now Abu Dhar Meaning that Adhar Refers to his son And he has been That was the eldest son Of Abu Dhar al-Ghifari So some would call him Abu Dhar Jundab ibn Junada al-Ghifari Even though there is difference of opinion In terms of his name Others said his name was Jundab ibn Abdullah And it is said Jundab ibn Sakan But the one that he became most famous for And most known for was Jundab ibn Junada and his mother was Ramla bint al-Waqi'ah al-Ghifariyah uh, also someone that had become Muslim now Abu Dhar al-Ghifari was a person that was an extremely tall person thin and tall in actual fact uh, his head and his beard was white and um, was a person that was brown in color and Abu Qalaba explains how he searched for Abu Dhar or tried to find Abu Dhar. And because of the distinct description that has been given, could easily recognize him. He says, Dakhil to Masjid, Masjid Mina, Faida Shaykh Ma'aruq Adami, Adam. He says, I entered the Masjid at Mina and I found an old man there that was so brown in color. And um, and he had on this thobe cottery, and I knew that this was Abu Dhar because of the description that has been given to him. When we look at uh, the life of Abu Dhar, Muhammad Fasih and respected listeners, then you can hear by the name Al Ghifari 
it means that it came from the Qabila Ghifar, um, from the tribe of Ghifar. They inhabited an area between Mecca and Al Madina Al Munawwara. And they became famous not for a good thing, they became famous because there were people that were robbers. <laughs> they did the highway robberies um, on the road where people would travel or people would go for business and they would then take their money and their goods by force. Right? And Ashafak Abu Dhar. Was a person that also did the same in Ashafak. He was considered such a brave person that sometimes he would even go alone on this road and, and, and in the midst of mourning on this horse, attack the people, or he would even sometimes be on his feet and he would attack a caravan and so on and would say, and they say that he would be like a wild animal that goes on and so on. But Abu Dhar is a person that loved an aesthetic life. In other words, he loved to be alone. And um, it is also recorded that he had been a person that worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, out of his own and had never worshipped the idols. In Ashafak, it is known that he used to say, La ilaha illallah, there isn't another God but Allah. Um, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, uh, asked him one day, Ya Badar, um, in Jahiliyyah, were you of the people, yani, atta'alluhu, uh, fi jahiliyyatik? Were you somebody that uh, worshipped in, in, in isolation and aesthetic life in Jahiliyyah? And he would say yes. Waqala na'am. Laqad ra'itani akumu inda shams. He used to. Um, do whatever kind of worship it in uh, when the sun rose, right? And um, he would then say that I would stand there hatta yu'dhini harruha. I would stay and stay in this form of ibadah until the sun had really tired me out and and I would feel, yani, he would fall unconscious. And he would say when I was in that state, it was almost like I was invisible, like I had vanished. And then Sayyidina Abu Bakr asked him, now in what direction did you stand when you did this kind of prayer? And he said, I stood in the direction that Allah turned me. I don't know what direction I stood. In the direction that Allah Ta'ala turned me. Now, when we speak about how the heart of Abu Dhar was attracted to the deen of Islam and attracted to the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, it starts off from a narration from Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah. He says um, that Abu Dhar says, Kuntu rajulan min ghifar. I was a, a, a man from the tribe of ghifar. And fabalagana anna rajulan kod kharaja bi Makkah yazum annahu nabi. Then the news came to us that there is a person in Makkah that is claiming that he is a nabi. Right? And I said to my brother, You go, go speak to him, and you bring me the news about him. Because he was, you see, Abu Dhar, even from childhood, was a person that could never take to the idols. There was always something about the idols that, that put him off. So his brother went to Maraja, and he says to him, He came back and he asked him, right, inform me. He says, his brother says to him, Wallahi laqad ra'aytu rajulan 
Ya'mur bil khair wa yanha'an ishar. I've seen a man, he orders with everything that is good and he prohibits everything that is, that is, that is bad. And after his explanation, Abu Dhar tells his brother, you know, I am not happy with the information that you've given me. I'm going to go myself. And I'm going to check out this man. And he says, فَأَخَذْتُ جِرَابًا I took my bag, travel bag, and I took my stick, and then I went into the direction of Mecca, and I don't know who the person is. He doesn't know the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. But he's also not going to ask around because he's also heard that the Quraysh on how they were attacking the Muslims and how they couldn't bring out their deen in the open and so on. Um, so he says, well, I'm going to go there, go to the masjid, drink some some, some, some water, and I'm going to sit and I'm going to wait. All right? And then when he reached there, and his first day while he's sitting and waiting, and comes to the end of the day, and he doesn't see the Nabi, so he can't find somebody that he can trust to to ask, who comes upon him? Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu. And Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu says, you look like you're a stranger. And he says, yes, I am. They said, well, okay, then come with me to my house. And he goes with Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, and Sayyidina Ali doesn't ask him anything on why he has come to Mecca. Goes there, and he says, the next morning, got up early, and I rushed to the masjid, because so I can have an opportunity to ask somebody about the Nabi, alayhi salatu And he cannot find anybody, and again, a whole day goes past. And again, Sayyidina Ali comes to him and asks him, What's happening? You haven't gone home yet? He says, No, whatever the case may be. And he says, Well, okay, then come with me. And again he goes. Now, some of the narration says that on the third night, Sayyidina Ali then asked him, Yani, what, what brought you to our, our place here? What brought you to Makkah al-Mukarrabah? And he says to him that I will tell you in katamta alayya, if you were to keep a secret of what I am telling you, you're not going to tell anybody, hide it away, then I will tell you why is it that I come here. So now he says, no, no problem. No problem. He says, I came here because we heard in our tribe that there is a man here that claims that he is a Nabi. Now I sent my brother to come and speak to him and the news that he brought me wasn't enough. So therefore I wanted to meet him in person. And Sayyidina Ali says, Wallahi, you have been guided. You have come to the right person. Because we know that Sayyidina Ali is a cousin of the Nabi You have come to the right person. All you do now, in the morning, you follow me. And where I go, you go. And when you see that I am trying to hide away or leaning against the wall or busy with my slipper, my sandal, then you must know that there is danger. Then you just carry on walking. And uh, Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu, he says, we went until we entered. And when he entered, he found the Nabi sitting right in front of him. And he says, Ya Rasulullah, tell me about Islam. When the Nabi had completed telling him about Islam, he says that I immediately accepted Islam at that point in time. Immediately. For Aslam to Makani exactly that time, and the Nabi told me, Ya Badar, don't tell the people that you became Muslim here. Take your stuff, go back to your country, 
And when we've come out in the open, then you can come back. And he says, Wallahi alladhi ba'atha bilhaq. La'asrakhanna biha bayna adharihim. I am going to declare my shahada right in front of all of them. Right? So you can imagine the, 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 the braveness of such a person. Because why? How does it feel? It feels, I finally got the haq. Mm-hmm. I finally got the truth. So he goes to the masjid. And Quraysh is all sitting there. And he calls out, Ya, ma, ya Ma'ashara Quraysh. So he's now calling everybody's attention. He says, Inni ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. Barely had he spoken when the Quraysh's jumped up and they ran like a pack of wolves to him and they attacked him and they hit him and he says that they hit him so much that he thought that he was going to die. Who saves him? The uncle of the Nabi Al-Abbas. He bends over him and 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 he turns to them and he says, uh, what, What's wrong with you? You people crazy? You can't attack a person from Ghifar? This is your business route? This is the route that you take for business? And immediately they leave him and they move away. On that note, Sheikh, we're going to go for a break. You tune to Talking Point, and this is the segment Lives of Sahaba. Tonight we're speaking about Abu Dhar al Ghifari. When we come back from the break, we will continue. Stay tuned. The- Welcome back to Lives with the Sahaba Ya on Talking Point 91.3 FM. Tonight we're speaking about Abu Dhar al Ghifari, one of the Ashab that uh, I think, uh, subhanAllah, right from the start, uh, declared the Iman, not only uh, physically but also uh, someone who I think, uh, if we look at it today, uh, Sheikh, this is testament to the fact that um, these people, they went into the deen, heart and soul, subhanAllah. Exactly. They never questioned, they never asked anything beyond what Allah subhanahu command was and is. And I think, uh, subhanAllah, if we can draw some of that into our lives, how much more richer won't we be as Muslims? Amin, Ya Rab. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Muhammad Faseer, a respected listeners, after being beaten up on his first day of becoming a Muslim, lo and behold, he goes the next day again. And again goes into the haram. And again he shouts out, Ya Ma'ashar Quraysh, Inni ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. And again the Quraysh's, they run out and they beat him almost, yani the daylight out of him. And um, again, Al-Abbas anhu comes and he bends over him, protects him and he says the same thing like he had said the day before. And this is how the beginning of the Islam of Abu Dhar started. In actual fact, um, he narrates a hadith where he says the Nabi used to smile and, and tell him something at later stage in his life. Ya Abu Dhar, tell me again, how, what was it like when you became Muslim? <laughs> and he would tell the story and so on. Um, in actual fact, there was another story that he also added to that where he says that uh, we had this, 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 this idol was called Naham. So I went one day and I took some milk and I put it there for the idol. And then I went and I hid myself away and I was watching. 
And lo and behold, who comes and drink the milk? A dog. So the dog came and he drank the milk up of the idol that the idol was supposed to be getting. And not only that, the dog lifts up his leg and he urinates against the idol. And he's looking at that and he says to himself, you know what? The extent of your honor has now become clear to me. <laughs> you have been humiliated by a dog. And he goes on until his mother even hears him and his mother comes and says, you committed an offense, but you achieved a great lesson today. You achieved a great lesson. The offense that you mocked and you ridiculed this God, Nahum. And um, I tell you what, you know what we need? We need a God that is more gracious than this. An honorary God than this. Because this worshipping of stone has led the people astray. This stone says it's, it's pitiful. It doesn't even have a mind. And when Abu, uh, 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 um, when he then says Abu Dhar al Ghifari, when he says this to Nabi Sam said every time Sadakti Umudar Fama Abd al Hijara Ghair Gawin that the, it's, uh, uh, this worship of the stones has but led people astray. Muhammad Fasih and respected listeners Abu Dhar was of the first of the Sahaba that had become Muslim, of the oldest of them that had become Muslim, right at the beginning of Islam. It is said that he was the fourth person or, or the first person um, that had become Muslim, gone to his country or gone back to his Kabila, to his, um, uh, to his area, uh, to his village, until the Nabi Islam had come to Al-Madin Al-Munawwara. And um, Abu Dhar speaks about this and he says, Kuntu Rabba al-Islam aslama qabli thalatha wa anna rabi'ah. He says, I was the fourth person that became Muslim. Three had become Muslim before me and I was the fourth person. And I came to the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Fakultu lahu. I came to the Nabi and I said, Assalamu alayka ya Rasulullah. Ashadu an la ilaha inna Allah. Ashadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. So he then, and the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam would smile broadly. And asked, who is that? And he says, it is me, it is Jundab uh, Min Ghifar. And the Nabi alayhi salatu salam, uh, at least it is then recorded that he was the first person to have greeted the Nabi alayhi salatu salam with that. But what we must understand by the fourth person, says some of the ulama, meaning that he's the fourth person from his tribe that had accepted this, uh, the, the deen of Islam. And when he became Muslim, the Nabi had done the pact of brotherhood between him and Al-Mandar ibn Amru. In Ashrafak ibn Rathir records in, in, in his history that the first one to greet the Nabi with the greeting of Islam when he became Muslim was Abu Dhar al-Ghifari. And thereafter he went back uh, to his people until the Nabi had made hijrah and he went back to the Nabi when the Nabi had been in Al-Madina Munawwara but this was after Badr, the battle of Badr had passed, the battle of Uhud had passed, Khandaq had passed and he stayed with the Nabi until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taken the Nabi ila rahmatihi to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so therefore, he was a person that had worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, 
but not in the way that the Nabi was ordered, but it means he stayed away from the idols. Muhammad Fasih and respected listeners, I want to tell you one story. You know, the Nabi had a great effect on Abu Dhar. And I want to tell you one story on, on how we see the effect of Abu Dhar. Um, it was during the time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, uh, when two men brought in a young boy, dragging him into the courthouse. So Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, he asked, what is this? What's going on? What, what, why are you dragging this boy into the courthouse? They replied, he killed our father. So Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu then asked the boy, did you really kill the father? And he said, yes, I did, but it was by accident. He says, my camel, it used to go onto their property. So one day the father took a rock and he hit the camel in the eye. And I saw the camel suffering. This made me extremely furious and aggravated. So I took a rock and I threw it at the father. And unfortunately, it hit his head and he died. So Sayyidina Umar Rajalani asked the two brothers, right now, will you forgive this young boy for the accident? They said, no, we want kisos, we want retribution. So Sayyidina Umar asked the young boy, now do you have any last wishes, any last request? Because he now has to be killed. And he says, yes I do. He says, my father passed away and I have a younger brother and my father left some money behind for my younger brother. I need three days to go and retrieve this wealth, um, which is hidden, and I want to give it, make sure that it gets to my brother before I die. So Sayyidina Umar was thinking that this boy is making up a story. He's making up a story, and um, and he asked him about the wealth, and he asked him about his father and his young brother, and he said, and the boy said, just trust me. So now Umar Adilano, he agrees to trust him, but he says, you will have to find a guarantor for you, someone who will guarantee that you will come back. So the young boy looks around in this packed courthouse, and he asks the Muslim Umar, will someone not help me? today and there's a pin drop of silence nobody responds and he looks around to the people in the courthouse what do they do they turn their face away or they look down but no one responds and then from the back of the courthouse uh, a hand raises up and said uh, 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 now Omar asks who's, who's that and he says it is Abu Dhar al-Ghifari this noble an illustrious companion of the Nabi that gave da'wah to so many times he says I will be the guarantor of this boy one has to understand yani, guarantor means what? means if this boy doesn't come back then Abu Dhar his head is going to be chopped off and he will be killed and, and the, so the boy leaves right? So the first day goes by and the boy is nowhere to be seen. Second day goes by, the boy is nowhere to be seen. And the third day, the time for Asara, the two brothers come to Abu Dhar al-Ghifari and says, right, we must go. And he says, no, 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 we are not going anywhere. It is not time yet. He says, it, uh, uh, our day only ends at Maghrib. But he goes to the courthouse and so on, and he walks through the streets of Medina, and obviously this thing has now become public knowledge, and everybody's talking about it, and so on. But they're walking towards the courthouse, and um, and everybody's concerned. What's going to happen to Abu Dhar? This boy is not coming out, and it's almost Maghrib. 
minutes are going by, the courthouse is being filled, and the anxiety is building. And everybody is concerned. Is Abu Dhar al-Ghifari going to lose his life? Is he going to be sacrificed for the mistake of a boy? And it is said that literally minutes before the Adhan of Salat al-Maghrib, the boy rushes in. And the people began shouting, and they're happy, and they're wondering what's going to happen now, because the boy came, and the Maghrib Adhan isn't yet gone. And said, now Umar is amazed with this boy, and he said to him, Ya Ghulam, why is it that you came back? I never sent a spy behind you, and neither did I send anybody to follow you. What made you come back? And the boy said, I did not want anyone to say that the Muslim gave his word and he did not fulfill his word. So I came back. Then said the Umar turns to Abu Dhar al-Ghifari and asked him, Ya Badar, what made you stand to be the guarantor of this boy? And he says, I saw, I saw a Muslim in need. I saw a Muslim in need and I did not want anyone to ever say that a Muslim was in need and no one was there to help him. So I raised my hand to be his guarantor. The two brothers that are witnessing this unfold in front of him says, when we have people like this, how can a Muslim ask for forgiveness and no one forgives him? So they forgave the boy. Allah Akbar. But, but you know, Muhammad Fasih and respected listeners, this is Islam. This is the akhlaq and adab of the Islam. This has happened in the time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu. And, um, yani, this is what Allah Ta'ala has put in the Sahaba of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. The leg of Islam has been left to us by the best of people. And that is the companions of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so we've had many, many, many in, uh, 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 inspirational stories from the Sahaba of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Next week we go further and we speak about the effect of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam on the on the on the the tarbiyah uh, of uh, Abu Dhar al Ghifari, inshaAllah Taala. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. May Allah Taala make us all min al muttaqin wa min al muhsinin wa min ibadi salihin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi taala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Once again, shukran so much to Sheikh Riyad Fatal, Sheikh for coming in this evening once again. Sheikh, the beautiful life of uh, Abu Dhar al Ghifari, inshaAllah, first installment of the second series uh, of uh, um, the lives of Sahaba and Masa. Alhamdulillah, that uh, um, there's so much to learn from the character, from the history, from the the the, the type of people that uh, the Sahaba were. And tonight again, we were once again not not uh, disappointed. We were inspired. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. All the best. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Well, of course, with that, uh, we're going to go for a break, inshallah. When we come back, we will be looking at uh, uh, Manberg and the development going on there, and also touching on some of the issues related to that. So stay tuned, inshallah.